Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 19th. You are listening to a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glenn. Those of you who listen to this podcast regularly know how passionate I am about Rutgers University and Rutgers Athletics. I spent six years there, four as an undergrad, two getting my master's, and you also know that I never miss a chance to talk Rutgers football on the College Football Daily, and I'm excited to spend a whole episode today discussing the program. Joining me now ahead of their spring game this Friday, April 22nd, is the head coach of the Scarlet Knights, Greg Schiano. Coach, how are we doing? Thanks so much for coming on and for joining me. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Again, uh, happy to have you on. Excited always to talk Scarlet Knights football. And, you know, I want to start by comparing the rebuild you took over in the early 2000s to the one that's currently happening right now. You know, I think the old Big East, frankly, I think it catches a lot of flack. You know, this is not me saying it's the Big Tennies because it's not, you know, the Big Tennies, obviously an animal. It's not the best right up there with the SEC West for the best division in college football. But back in the early days, coach, you had to catch teams that were, you know, ranked year after year, right? Miami before they left won a national title. West Virginia always ranked. Cincinnati always ranked. Louisville always ranked. It's not like, you know, you were trying to catch up to a bunch of low level programs. As you enter your three back at Rutgers, how has trying to get to the level of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State on a yearly basis compared to trying to get to the level of the teams in the old Big East during your first time on the banks? Well, I think the job itself is much different. When we took over back in 2000, uh, we didn't have facilities. We really didn't have a commitment to big time college football. And it kind of grew as we grew. Coming back this second time, you know, you walk into a place that has facilities, has a great practice facility. The commitment for, you know, to be a, a championship program in the Big Ten is there in every layer of administration and every layer of leadership. So to me, it's it's totally different job. Now, it is a tough league. As you mentioned, the Big Ten East is arguably the most competitive in all of college football. But uh, you hit it on the head. You know, people forget for an eight-team league at one point there, and I guess it was 06, we had the number six ranked team, the number eight ranked team, and the number 12 tank ranked team in the country. And for an eight-team league, that's pretty darn uh, impressive. So I think they're both good football. Certainly, you're talking about blue bloods when you're talking about the big, the big 10 East. And, you know, I have no qualms with any of that in the fact that we're not trying to out Ohio State at being Ohio State. We're going to out Rutgers them. And that's, that's what we do. You know, we're, we're not trying to be Michigan. We're trying to be Rutgers and we're trying to be a version of Rutgers that can uh, go and take down those programs in the Big Ten. So certainly a huge job, but one that everybody here is real excited about. And uh, it's kind of the way we roll here. And so, Coach, before we dive into the roster and specific positions, I do want to ask about the Gator Bowl. And let me know if you disagree, but I think equally as important as playing in any bowl game, whatever it is, is the extra time you get with the team and the extra practices you get to develop your program. In your case last season, obviously, the circumstances were a little different. You know, maybe you didn't get the full allotment of practices you normally would have, but still added time for sure. You know, even with how crazy the lead up was to the Gator Bowl, how did the process of getting everyone together the extra practices and the game against Wake Forest benefit your program for this coming season and beyond? Well, I do think it's it's much different than the normal bowl game experience. So I can't in any way say that we got more work and our young guys got developed and all that. We had two practices. 
literally two real practices and two walkthroughs. You know, you got to remember eight days before the game, we're trying to get people to come back to Piscataway and get ready to go. So, but what it what they did do is they got to experience what a bowl game atmosphere is, what a, what it is that they're striving to get to. Because as you know, that, that has not happened here in a while. Like that became the regular thing and everybody assumed that's what was going to happen. Well, that hasn't happened here in a while. So for our players to get a taste, I wish that we had had the full allotment of time to get ready, uh, but we did that to ourselves. Had we won our final game or had we won another game, during the regular season, we would have been in a bowl game on our own doing, and then you get the whole month of December to prepare and get extra repetitions for your young guys and then go do the experience. So really, the experience is what we gained from it, but it was a huge gain, in my opinion, for guys to see what it's like and to be prepared now the next time we go to be prepared for what we have to do with a full allotment of time. Yeah, and Coach, you mentioned it uh, hasn't happened in a while before this past season. Last bowl game, 2014, was actually my freshman year at Rutgers. I'm not 26 and married. Uh, so it's been, it's been a little while. Uh, the quick lane ball, I of course, remember that win over North Carolina. So coach, this is your first real spring since you returned to Rutgers. You know, obviously no spring ball 2020. And then last year it was delayed due to a COVID outbreak. How has it felt to really get back to normal and be able to develop the program in the off season, the way you kind of envisioned it when you took the job back in 2019? Yeah, it's finally, you hit on the head. It's finally back to what the development of spring practice should be, right? The first spring, there was none. It got canceled. The second spring, right before we were about to get started, we had an outbreak and had to push everything way back. So we we actually played the spring game after final exams. So this is the first normal spring. And you know the, the thing that I like about spring is the thing that I don't like and, and that you don't go every day. I don't like that, but I do like that we... We go a day and then we continue to train with Coach Butler and his staff and get continue to get stronger and faster and bigger. Then we'll come and, and do it again the next day, play football, and then you know go back to training. So it is a kind of on-again, off-again type uh, situation, but one that I think allows us to continue to get better both playing the game of football as well as becoming more physically ready to do it in the Big Ten East. So we, you know, we, again, we have to get bigger, stronger, faster. And we have some young guys that are really in a race against time to get them ready to go play. So that physical nature of it is part of it. Because of the normalcy of it now, finally, after, you know, now entering your third year back at Ruggers, have you seen, and this is kind of asking you to compare this spring compared to really only last since there wasn't in 2020, but do you think you've seen more gain this spring because of the normalcy of it and there being no delay like there was last year? No, without without doubt. I mean, it's not even close in that we had, you know, normalcy and, and guys knew what to expect. Unfortunately, we've had a few injuries that uh, set us back a little bit, uh, will set us back next season. But uh, overall, from a team standpoint, we're getting better. We're understanding each other better. We're working better together. So I'm excited about that. You'll hear more from Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano when we come back. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joined by Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano. Coach, you know I have to ask about the quarterbacks. All right, Noah Vedral returns for his third season in the program. He's been your starter for the last two years. But of course, and I know you're not naive to this, there's a lot of attention being paid towards and a lot of hype with freshman Gavin Wimson. And that comes from just star ratings as a whole, right? Not necessarily anything he's done on the field yet, but just the hype surrounding a four-star player. Obviously, he enrolled early last year, played in his four games, took a red shirt. Evan Simon also returns, and in his action last year, showed good potential throwing the ball, I think, as well. How have Gavin, Noah, and Evan developed Develop this offseason? The million dollar question, frankly, coach, do you have a timetable in place to name a starter? Or is this something that could go all the way through camp and into game week against Boston College? Well, I tell you, they've all improved. That's the best part of it. Coach Gleason's done a great job bringing them along. They've all got plenty of reps. We've really made it where we're pushing the reps for those three guys. And when will we decide? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't think it'll happen this spring. We'll go through the summer and, and get ready. Certainly, Gavin is a very, very talented young man, can do things that uh, are pretty special. Uh, I think Evan has had a great spring and Noah has the experience um, and has done good things as well. So it's not just the experience. So I think the whole level of the room has risen quite a bit, which is necessary. We did not have quarterback play for a lot of reasons last year that you know, was going to be winnable in the Big Ten on a consistent basis. So I'm excited to see how it plays out. Uh, but I've always said you got to let it happen. You can't make it happen. When you make it happen, things go a little awry. So coach, four transfer additions on the offensive line, seven signees in your 2022 class. They also came on the offensive line. And I know since you came back in December of 2019, that's been a position you've emphasized when it comes to getting to a higher level. With the players added, and of course the freshmen, you know, they take some time to develop, but with the ready to play right now transfers, do you like where the offensive line is at as we get to the end of spring? And is there anyone that's kind of stood out to you or really caught your eye from that group? Well, you know, they all have. Uh, I'm really pleased with the portal guys we brought in. Curtis Dunlap from University of Minnesota has performed well. Uh, Willie Tyler, who uh, came in via Louisiana, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana Monroe, <laughs> and then uh, via Texas before that. JD has done a, has done a great job from Sacred Heart. Uh, you know, Dorenzo. So I think these guys are working well together. We have uh, Mike Schifani who came in from. Uh, Colorado State, he's doing a good job. So the reason we had to do that kind of mix with kind of the portal older guys and all those younger guys is we just had a deficiency on the offensive line. We tried to do some things with position changes and brought in some people um, you know, from junior college, but at the end of the day, it just wasn't good enough. And we just said, we have to make a wholesale commitment here. And I, I'm hopeful that, you, like you said, the young guys will grow into the position and some of these older guys that, that uh, are portal guys will be ready to go come the season. I think Ireland Burke has done a good job, or Ireland Brown, rather. 
this spring coming on. You know, I think uh, we'll we'll have some great competition come fall camp, and we'll see where it all ends. And you also brought in two transfer receivers to help replace the production that Bo Melton brought throughout his career on the banks. You got to see Syracuse transfer Taj Harris up close last season when he went to the Dome and beat the Orange 17-7 to and Sean Ryan, a local talent from Erasmus Hall, who was a big play threat for West Virginia. What have those two added to the room where, you know, even though Bo is moving on to the NFL, you still have Aaron Cruikshank returning from injury. You have Shameen Jones returning and Isaiah Washington as well. Well, like you mentioned, I think those two guys added a lot to the room. Uh, number one, they've played a lot of football and have made plays in in uh, you know big big or was it Big Twelve and in ACC games. So they get here; it's a new system. They're learning. I think Coach Shaw has done a great job with the receivers, getting them prepared. And then, as you mentioned, uh, we have some fellows that have been here that have doing they're doing a great job. So I think it's all meshing together. Shamin Jones is probably the the elder statesman, the leader, and uh, I think what's what's happening is they're coming together as a group. This training camp will be critically important. And then once we do decide on a quarterback, uh, I think that again will be another step where there's the uh, increasing consistency. But I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with how the receivers are coming along. We just have to keep the pedal down. So coach, a couple more from me. Look, the staff, it'll look different this season than last, mostly changes on the defensive side, some offensively too. As you go through interviews and your hiring process, are there similar traits you look for from potential candidates or do the traits you're looking for from a coach kind of depend on the position that they coach? You know, like does a new defensive line coach, I guess, need to have certain traits while a new defensive back coach have to have others? You know, what are you looking for from potential staff members in that process? Well, I, you know, I don't think it matters what position they coach, really. I think what, what we're looking for is guys that can recruit and develop, right? So you got to be able to recruit players to Rutgers. And there's a lot that goes into that understanding what a Rutgers football player is, who we want, the type of young men, and then how do you develop them? You got to develop them in every area of their life. You got to develop them from an academic standpoint, from a football standpoint, from a social, spiritual, all the different areas in their life that they're trying to figure out. That's what these men are here to do. A position coach's bond with his position group has to be special. So you need men of character, number one. You need people that are good teachers and really understand the subject matter, number two. And then you need guys that can connect with their players. And those are the things that I look for. Character, guys that are great teachers, and then men that can connect with their players. Because all the first two are great, but if you can't connect with your players, it really doesn't matter. So, you know, we had a, a after year one, we didn't have any staff turnover whatsoever. After year two, there was some, some that was predicated by my wanting to do it. And then somewhere some guys had opportunities they felt were better. And it's a fluent game, college football, right? People are moving all the time. What you need to make sure is that your organization has a crystal clear culture and whoever comes into your organization, although they may bring good ideas with them, they are going to fall in line with our culture. And of course, look, coaching changes, not unique to only Rutgers. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of coaching changes throughout the college football landscape, whether that was head coaches, assistant coaches, uh, support staff behind the scenes, just a ton this offseason. Coach, I'll get you out on this one. Three wins in your first season, five and the bowl game in your second. Now you enter year three of your second tenure here at Rutgers. Is progressing year after year something you can simply measure by the number of wins or are there other factors you kind of take into account when you determine if improvement and progress, excuse me, was made at the end of a season? 
Well, that's a that's an interesting question, right? The world will tell you it's purely by the the record, the progress in your record. And I can't very much disagree, right? I mean, that's what we get judged on. They have that scoreboard in the end zone when our number's bigger than theirs, we win. And at the end of the year, you add up those wins and those losses. So there's no dodging that, nor do I want to. I think it's critically important. But we're building a program. We're not just building a season or a team. So it's my hope that every year, incrementally, we go up and up and up. But really what's important to me is that we're building something special, that the culture is ingrained. I look at the pipeline. We have been here for three years. The pipeline is you know, close, maybe three quarters of the way full. When it's full with not only guys that you say, I don't care about, I recruited them or the previous coach, I don't care about that. I care about having an ample number of people in your program that truly believe and buy into the culture, that are willing to live the culture. When that occurs, everything gets better. I'm pleased that we're taking the steps, you know, sure, I would have liked to win more games, but it's relative to what, right? Like we we have to keep it in perspective, just make sure we continue to grow. I know we're growing physically. I know we're growing closer as an organization, and we just have to keep making sure that that leads to growing in the wins and losses. The Scarlet Knights, they have their spring game this Friday, April 22nd at 7 p.m. And they open up the season September 3rd at Boston College. Coach, thanks so much for hopping on with me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Big thanks to Coach Chiano for coming on the podcast. I'll be at the spring game on Friday. I'm certainly pumped for some Rutgers football. Again, the Scarlet Knights open up the season September 3rd at Boston College. For Greg Chiano, I am Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.